stand together tonight. tonight to praise the Lord. Amen. We have a few written requests. We want to continue to remember our pastor in prayer. The Lord will just continue to touch him and strengthen him in his body. Also, we want to continue to remember Brother Ron in our prayers and Sister Veronica, that God will just completely touch her and give her strength. And uh, Sister Melissa, Sister Angelina's sister. And we don't want to forget the upcoming meetings in South Carolina next weekend. It has got up on us pretty quickly. But we're looking forward to those meetings and what the Lord's going to do there. And if you have a need tonight, just make that known by that lifted hand. God sees what we need in the service tonight. And he knows our, our hearts and what we have need of. Amen. Brother Jonathan, come and lead us in prayer. Man, you come to praise the Lord tonight? How many has been in a battle this week? Amen. I'm ready for Wednesday night. I'm ready to have service. I told the guys at work, I said, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to church. I want to ask God to forgive me for everything I've done wrong. And if I've done something that I don't know about, remind me and let me get repentance. Let me get a clear conscience. Let me start over again tomorrow. So let's just go to him in prayer. And y'all remember us, we're traveling this weekend to Indiana for youth meetings. So y'all appreciate it. I appreciate your prayers. Let's just pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we're so thankful, Lord, that Lord, and when times are tough, we've got someone to lean on. Lord, when the world comes against us and, Lord, stress takes its toll and symptoms come in our bodies, we have a strong tower. We have an anchor. Lord, we come to you tonight, Lord, realizing we need you more than we ever have. We're asking you, Lord, to come amongst us, Lord Jesus, once again, Lord. Come down and fulfill yourself again to us. Bring your life into this building, Lord, as we brought our licks of fire together, but we asked you to come participate tonight, Lord. We give you the freedom to go, Lord, the freedom to move, the freedom to speak, Lord, the freedom to worship. We give it to you, Lord, to move through our bodies tonight, Lord. And Lord, just take over every situation, Lord, and every sickness that's in the church, every need that was laid before you, every heart's desire, Lord, every hand that was raised. And Lord, we ask you to bless it with your Holy Spirit, Lord. And Lord, truly, Lord, witnesses is coming forth, Lord. Testimonies is coming true. You're a God that's on the move. 
Lord, let us slip right into your path, Lord, and walk along the path with you, Lord, and see you bless every one of us, Lord, and be in the meetings, Lord, coming up, Lord, and touch the service tonight, Lord. Lord, there may not be another night, Lord. There may not be another service. Lord, we give you this service, Lord. We give you our lives. We give you, our, Lord, a rededication of ourselves, Lord, of the church. Lord, to come, Lord, with a cleanness before you tonight, Lord. And touch by the mark, Lord. Anoint them, Lord. Anoint the musicians. Speak to us in song, Lord. Give us the freedom of worship, Lord. And touch our pastors. He would come now, Lord. And continually to fully, completely strengthen and heal his body. Lord, let him speak to our hearts, Lord. You know what we have need of, Lord. Lord, we give this to you, Lord. We're expecting great things. We're expecting, Lord, miracles to transpire. We're expecting a worship, Lord, that, Lord, only you, Lord, could bring upon us. Be with us, Lord. We love you. We thank you. In your lovely name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Good to see you back in the service with us tonight, my brother. God bless you. Amen. Sister, good to have you as well with us tonight. All of our visitors, it's good to have you in the service tonight. Amen. Let's sing this together, if you will. I think it's in the key of A. All years I spent in vanity and pride, caring not my Lord was crucified.
thankful for the love that drew salvation's plan. Oh, the grace that brought it down to man. Praise the Lord. Let's sing it. So many times I've questioned certain circumstances and things I could not Many times in trials, weakness blurs my vision. Oh, and my frustrations get so out of hand. Oh, but it's then I am reminded I've never been forsaken. Lord, I've never had to stand one test alone. Oh, and as I look at all the victories, His Spirit rises up in me, and it's through the fire my weaknesses make strong. And He never promised that the cross would not get heavy and the hill would not be hard to climb. No, no, no. He never offered our victories without our fighting, but he Just remember when you're standing in the valley of decision and the adversary says give in. Oh, just hold on. And our Lord, he will show up. Yes, and he I know within myself that I will 
surely perish. Oh, but if I trust the mighty hand of God, He will shield the flames again, again. Now sing it with me. Well, He never promised that the cross would not get heavy. take us through the fire again and again and again. Aren't you thankful that he never promised that the cross would not get heavy and the hill wouldn't be hard to climb sometime, but he did say he'd be there with us to help us to get through it. I thought of this song tonight and I thought of Brother Matt's dad and I just want to sing it. Everybody help me if you will on Kid B. Oh, when pains of death ceased on my soul unto the Lord I cried till Jesus came and he made me whole I would not be sing that last verse, I want to raise that to E. I want to really let the devil hear it tonight. I would not be denied. Oh, Satan, send my Lord. 
Praise the Lord. How many can say that tonight? I would not be denied. Amen. Brother Jimmy used to enjoy that song, and I'd love to sing it for him. Amen. Let's sing this tonight, if you'll do. This song has been on my heart for a couple of days. Oh, it's already done. It's already done. Oh, the battle is over and the victory is won. And it's many are sick tonight. Why don't you say this? Oh, I'm already healed. Oh, I'm already healed. Oh, yes, the battle is over and the victory is won. Cause I'm And my family is still, oh, and my family is still, my family is still, oh, yes, for the battle is over, and the victory is won, it's already Aren't you thankful that you can sing that? It's past tense. It's already done. The battle is over and the victory is won. Praise the Lord. Let's sing this old song. And Jesus signed my pardon. This I surely know. He took my place on Calvary. Now I don't have to go. I give to him, he gave his life for me, when he signed my pardon, there at Calvary, now Jesus signed my pardon, and this I surely know, 
He took my place on Calvary. Now I don't have to go. All my life I give to Him. He gave His life for me. When He signed my pardon there at Calvary. Oh, aren't you thankful that He signed our pardon tonight? Amen. We'll let you have your seats. We have the ushers to come tonight and receive the evening and offering. You just give to the Lord, and I know He'll bless bless you for your efforts tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Well, it's a going home time. We're justified by faith. It's going home time, and we're sanctified by the blood. It's going. thankful it's going home time and the bride she's going to have rapture and faith amen sister Honora, i think has got a song for us tonight so she'll make her way up to see yes, appreciate it Matt and Carrie, come up here. like to join. We have a, have a choir tonight. <laughs> Brother Greg. <laughs> they said you could sing from right there, my brother. <laughs> Jesus, 
the disciples were getting concerned the wind started violently blowing but he was asleep on the stern does he not care that we perish we're helpless and we're so
prayer changes things. Your cries will awaken the master. Amen. Let's all stand together tonight if we would, and we invite our pastor to come and deliver what the Lord has laid on his heart for us. I'm sorry I'm changing the song on you again. But uh, how many has a need in the service tonight? A whole house full of people that has needs. Me being number one, I have needs tonight. But you know what? God promised in this hour that we'll see miracles. We'll see giants fall. So that's what we're looking for. So let's sing that together if you would. You said that what we ask we would receive. We take you at your word so lord we're asking you said your people will do greater things we believe it we believe it we believe help me see it we will see God, how many of you believe in miracles? God is a miracle working God. He's able to meet every need that is amongst us because he has promised us that he will care for us. When the Israelites were in the journey, the Bible said they had no need of anything. All they had to do is put faith and trust in Almighty God. 
knowing that their lives were completely in his hand. So we're happy to be in the presence of the Lord, in the house of the Lord with you. And appreciate all the good singing here with the young people tonight. What a blessing. Amen. To worship Jesus Christ in spirit and in truth. I appreciate the Lord so very much. Amen. God is so good to us, isn't he? Hallelujah. I promise Adia will sing higher, higher, so I'll sing it after the service. Amen. Lift Jesus higher. Amen. I think we need to lift them up higher, don't we? Hallelujah. Even the young, young children catches the revelation that we need to lift Jesus higher in an age where everything is just looking down and Satan has got us all just our heads down and all in a state of mediocrity and and oppression, but God is lifting up His people. Isn't it wonderful how God asks us to look up, but the devil wants us to look down? But praise God, we have a great magnet that's pulling us up tonight. Praise His holy name. Well, we're happy to be with you, and today, you know, I, I, had, I had prepared um, the lessons for tonight, and then uh, somewhere about the mid-morning hour, the Holy Spirit spoke one word to me. And I got to working, and he said, courage. I said, okay, praise the Lord, courage. Amen. Go to 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 1 with me. I just want to obey the Lord tonight. And he gave me a wonderful revelation to tell you. This is no doubt you have been through this passage countless times. David in his greatest stage of dilemma and a very, very um, crucial point of his life. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag in the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burnt it with fire and had taken the women captives uh, that were therein and they, uh, and they slew not any. Uh, neither great or small, but carried them away and went out their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burnt with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. This, this is a very, very serious matter. It's a very a crucial point here of David's life. Then David and the, and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captives, Adam and Jeziel, Abigail, the wife of Nabat, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved. Isn't it, isn't it amazing? When, when, when trial and problems arise, we're so quick to, to point our fingers and to uh, just... Uh, to, to be upset, and, and these men of David were faithful men, and now they were ready to stone him, and every man up for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abinatar, the priest, Abimelech's son, I bring you, uh, I pray you bring me hither the uh, ephod, and Abinatar brought hither the ephod to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, And pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. 
What a place that uh, David found himself. But I want you to notice that David didn't panic. David called for uh, the men to bring the, the ephod to clothe him. That was a priestly garment. And David went before the Lord. That's a good lesson. That's the first place we need to go when we're faced with circumstances. Not the sidekicks. Not Google it. Just see what God has to say about it. Is that right? Hallelujah. Just put on the spiritual effort tonight and go before God. I believe God has an answer for us. Do you believe that? God has an answer for all of us tonight by His grace. And then Joshua, if you look at Joshua now. Joshua chapter 1, verse, verse 1. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass... That the Lord spake unto Joshua the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. And every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness... And this Lebanon, even to the great river, the river Euphrates, all the lands of the Hittites unto the great sea, towards the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. Then shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with thee, and I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Such words of affirmation. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left. You know what God is saying here is... When we're faced with difficulties and we are in a dilemma and our backs are against a wall and we are, we are, to, we are cornered to and pressured by life to make decisions. He's saying don't look to the left hand or to the right hand but stand still and see the salvation of God. We are always tempted to escape and find a way of escape when we are being tried. And when God is getting ready to give us the greatest success and victory of our life, then comes the greatest testings in our lives. And listen now, he says, Turn not from it to the right hand or the left, that thou mayest prosper wheresoever thou goest. For this Book of the law shall not depart out of my, thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate there in day and night, and thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then shalt thou uh, make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. God wants you to have success. God is not in you failing. 
And if something didn't happen the way that you anticipated it and it didn't work out, it's not a sign of failure. It is that God has a greater purpose for your life. And even though you can't see what that purpose is, stand still and let God mold you into the image of Jesus Christ. And He will not withhold no good things from them that walk uprightly. You believe that? Do you have that revelation? I tell you what, God gave me a revelation today, Brother Jonathan, that I never, never seen in all my life. And I read the Bible and I said, God, I thank you for revelation. I thank you for the inspiration, the anointing, and the revelation that keeps unfolding to the bride of Christ. You see, God does not leave us in a world aimlessly. He does not allow us to be the leader of our lives. He is the leader. He is the Joshua of our lives. He is the one that's going to take us over. He's the one that's already given us the promise. He has already told us that we will destroy our enemies. From the river Euphrates and every demon that is in it. Every power that is in hell shall be conquered by the church. Do you believe that? Everything in this life belongs to you in the name of Jesus Christ. You just have to proclaim the victory in Jesus' name. I'm going to speak to you on courage. If you got a need, would you just lift your hands up to God? God, see those needs. Our Heavenly Father, we deem it a great privilege to be in the house of God. And we ask that the sweet Holy Spirit will just come by this house tonight and, and encourage us through your word tonight, Father. We just pray that the presence of Jesus Christ will fill our hearts, our mind, our soul. And God, may the word spoken drop deep into the regions of our hearts, Lord, and become a reality. For we know the faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We don't understand by our head, but by our hearts. And we ask you to make the word real to us. You see the hands that were lifted, Lord God. I just ask you to meet every need among us in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the church says, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated uh, just for a moment. You know, courage means... Mental or moral strengths to venture, persevere and withstand danger, fear or difficulty. Courage is to realize that God has given us the strengths to face any situation, trial or peril. It is the ability to react knowing that God is in control, that he who is in me is greater than who is against me. Courage is a great thing. It is the ability to learn to lean on Almighty God. Courage is a wonderful gift of God. Courage is a beautiful gift that God has given to his church. In the message, leadership, Brother Branham says, you know, singing gives courage. You know that, don't you? The soldiers, when they're going to battle, you know what they do. They play music and sing. The things to give them courage. And when we're going to battle, we sing. 
and it gives us courage to go on. What brings courage? Worship. He said we sing. When we sing, it gives us courage. When we sing, it gives us courage. Courage is a great thing, friends. Courage is a wonderful thing. I believe that we need more courage. We don't need a new theology. We don't need a new principles. We don't need new theories. What we need is courage tonight. God has already given us everything we have need of for our pilgrim's journey. What we need to do is to take courage with it. In the message uh, of faith of Abraham in 1955, Brother Bram said, Look, you look to God, to what God said. You look to what God said. God made the promise. We can take it. Amen. I like that courage, don't you? Courage to stand on what God said. You know, that is a difficult thing for humans to do. Is to take what God has said to us. And I believe that God has given us many promises. But we have to stand on what God says. But to take what God says to us, we need courage. Now, courage is one of the most overlooked biblical virtues among uh, among believers uh, uh, today. We talk about faith and we talk about uh, uh, godliness and love and and everything, but somehow we we overlook that little area of courage because courage is a great virtue. The Holy Spirit woke me up this morning and said that Second uh, Peter 1 and 5 says, Add to your faith a virtue. And virtue is courage. And before the Holy Spirit can cap off the church, you got to have courage. Because virtue is courage tonight. You'll never be able to be sealed by the Holy Ghost unless you possess courage in your life. When you look at courage, uh, it is a virtue that God has given. And it is rare to find people with courage today. It is because a greater percentage of people journey through life discouraged. You find more discouraged people than you find those that has courage. Because courage is a virtue. You understand that? Courage is a virtue. And virtue is something that we will take out of this life. We are to add your face virtue. You believe that? Courage. And I want to tell you, to be quite honest with you, I think the discouragement, discouragement has killed more people than any health-related diseases. What leads to suicide? Discouragement. What leads to despondency? Uh, discouragement. What causes people to quit and give up on their dreams when they're discouraged? What put a halt to people's life? A lack of courage. 
So I'm safe to say that discouragement has killed more people than any health-related diseases. That's the truth. I want you to understand the storms of life hit regardless of who you are or what you've done. And we live in a fallen world marked by suffering and tragedy and, and evil and often downstested and tried by God. You believe that? You cannot escape it, but it is your only choice that when life storm hits, you can respond courageously. It is your choice. Courage is a choice tonight. You have to make that choice. Whether I will be courageous or whether I will be afraid. Whether I will be discouraged or whether I will live courageous. Courageousness is a choice. And you have to settle that matter before you go into anything in life. you got to have courage before you start anything. You understand that? Anything you walk into life over, it starts with courage. You start everything in life with courage. If there's no courage in anything that you're doing, you will never uh, lift a life of fulfillment. You will never live a life of true purpose if there's no courage in your life. Because courage is vital to a real Christian. You understand that? You cannot escape it. It is a choice. Then you make a choice to live a life in the midst of a storm of whatever you're dealing with courageously. You understand that? Listen, it wasn't never intended for us to be free from sorrows and testings and trials and sufferings. As a matter of fact, our Lord Jesus Christ thought us quite the opposite of that. He said, in this life, you'll have uh, trials and testings and scourgings and sufferings. But our victory lies in Jesus Christ. You believe it? We live in a fallen world with all these things. I believe a hero is a person who acts uh, courageously. A person you consider to be a hero is one that acts courageously. A leader, someone who has a vision, someone who has a dream, who has a purpose, is a courageous person. You understand that? In a fallen world, courage is among the most important of virtues. It is the greatest of all. It starts with courage. If you're going to have faith, you've got to have courage. If you're going to have godliness, you've got to have courage. Because you're going to have oppositions in life. Courage is a great thing. And I talk, speak of courage tonight, and it's almost become an absolute word in our churches. And all we can see is our discouragement. And all the, the greater things that is before us. But we need heroes today. I believe every person can become a hero and live victoriously and courageously. Do you believe that? This is what God, why God started off Joshua's commission by saying, be of good courage. God showed him the finished product and then say, be of good courage. 
He had already had the possession of what God had told him based on the level of his courage. And you can have what you want based on the level of your courage. It starts off with courage. You set off for any goal. It takes courage to reach there. Hallelujah. And if you're starting off without any courage, you might as well quit. Because the greatest percentage of your victory lies in your courage. When you start off with anything, you need courage tonight. You believe it? The world tells us to find courage. Uh, We need to be looking inward. But the Bible tells us to find courage. We need to be looking up. The world pushes their theology. That to have courage, you you need to have a a certain series and certain theology. And you need to boost yourself to a positive thinking. But God tells us to have courage. You just need to look to God for courage. You believe it. You see, courage only comes from fixing our eyes on Jesus Christ and proclaiming our faith in his promises. We draw courage from this. Imagine this, Brother Ben, a great commission given out of Joshua. And Joshua's getting ready to bring the people into, uh, into, out of the exodus, uh, into the fulfillment of what God started. He's doing the third exodus now. And God started by just simply giving him words of affirmation and said, Joshua, be of good courage. Hallelujah. Be of good courage. Friends, I want to say this. This is where 99% of us fail right here. Is when we start off in anything, we start off with doubts. And we start off by failures. We start off thinking that maybe if, I don't know. But when you walk into an atmosphere that's pregnant with courageous people, great things can be accomplished for God. You believe it? You see, I want to say that courage is at work when your character is tested but doesn't break. It's right. Courage is at work when your character is tested but doesn't break. Hallelujah. When your character has been tested and it cannot break, it's because you have an element called a courage that is there. You see, courage holds us together. It makes us go beyond doubts and the things that we see around us. It denies the lying vanities that surrounds us. You believe it tonight? It keeps us victorious in the most unfavorable conditions. Really does. It doesn't matter what the condition is. It keeps us victorious. Courage does that. Courage. This is why Brother Bram sat there when the soldiers are going to fight. Before they start the battle, they begin to sing. Why are they singing? To lift their courage. Lift their courage up. Hallelujah. Maybe you need to sing a song. Maybe you need to find a song to sing. They give you some courage. 
whatever it is you're going into, you need a song in the midnight. You need a song like Paul and Silas that had courage to sing in the midnight hour. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you, your chains will be broken because of your courage. The jail cell and the chains could not bind Paul and Silas. Oh, the feathers could not hold them because they had a song. And the Bible said at midnight, Paul and Silas sang. And it increased their courage. We need courage in our lives. We need a song in the midnights. We need a song in our lives tonight. You believe it? Lord, give me a song. Hallelujah. And I can sing unto the Lord. You believe it? Uh, As uh, C.S. Willis said, courage is not simply one of the virtues, but the form of every virtue at the testing point. Praise God. I love that. Courage is not simple simply one of the virtues, but the form of every virtue at the testing points. It is where it starts. At the testing points, this is where it determines whether you're going to sink or swim. It is a testing point. It is the strongest virtue that you will possess during the time of your testings. Courage will bring you through. And the most courageous aren't always the most impressive. Instead, there are those who have broader shoulders enough to bear the burden of life. It is not the person outside there that can impress you with everything else. But it's the man that can shoulder the burden of life that at his testing point, he can produce courage in his life. You believe it tonight? Courage breaks through the spirit of oppression. And it is the vehicle that transports us to our purpose. Hallelujah. It is the vehicle that transports us to our purpose. If you're going to get to your purpose, you need to hitch a ride into the vehicle of courage. Because the vehicle of courage will transport you to your purpose. Are you following me tonight? We need courage, friends. In a world of despondency, in a world of discouragement, in a world that discourages us, everything is negative. Turn on the news and everything is negative. Nothing positive. Show me one positive uh, newscast and you'll never find it. You'll find your hunt, but you'll not find it. Everything is murder and rape and crime and hijack and, and, and vandalism and all these things. That's all the world gives us. But I'm glad we have a greater purpose tonight. And that purpose is Jesus Christ. You believe him tonight. You love him tonight. Yes, the Holy Spirit told me to tell you that purpose is the vehicle that takes you to our, our courage. is the vehicle that takes you to your purpose. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you ready to ride on it? So, Lord, take me to my purpose. My purpose will not be tainted or tarnished by everything else that's around me. But my courage is going to take me to my purpose that God has in my life. You realize you need a purpose tonight. 
That's, that's one of the problems we have. People don't have a purpose. They don't know why they're living. They don't know where they're at, why they're there. You need to find your purpose. Young people, you have to find your purpose. You're at a, you're at a very critical stage in life. You need to find your purpose. If you have no purpose, you have no vision. And without a vision, the people perish. It doesn't matter what stage you are in life. Find that purpose. Are you with me now? Hallelujah. People that are without purpose are people that just live reckless lives. Aimless life. Lives that are wasted. Years that go by and you still meet them. And they're still in the same condition. Because they lack courage and purpose in their lives. You don't need a new religion. You don't even need a new job. You don't even need a new marriage. You don't even need a change in scenery. What you need tonight is courage. Hello, church. Courage will change things. You don't have to change anything. God will change it. Are you listening to me tonight? Hallelujah. Courage gives you the power to change your situations from guilt, confusion, fear, despondency to victory. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm living today because of courage. You see, God doesn't want you walking through life a greater percentage of time sad, broken, dismayed, and depressed. That's not the life of a Christian. Life of a Christian is full of purpose and courage. Hallelujah. Why are you here tonight? Because you have courage. Why are you living? Because I've got a purpose. I was created by the master. Amen. And I'm a piece of him. He's the master. And I'm his masterpiece. And God is bringing his masterpiece to a greater purpose in this life. You believe that? You love that tonight. I want to tell you to be free from bondage, grudges, and condemnation. You need courage. That's right. You need courage to ask forgiveness, to live free from condemnation. You need courage to get rid of grudges. You need courage to live victorious. You need courage. Are you with me? To be healed, you need courage. To say that by his stripes uh, that I am healed. Hallelujah. That by his stripes uh, that I am healed. Whatever you do in life, you need courage to do it tonight. Hallelujah. You believe that? To have courage, you must see yourself as someone courageous. You cannot start off in defeats. You must start off by seeing yourself uh, courageous. In other words, whatever it is that you're facing, you see yourself victorious through it. You believe it. You see, the trouble with discouraged people is that they cannot hear from God. And the devil knows that discouraged people cannot uh, commune with God uh, properly or to hear his voice. This is why God can speak to Joshua and say, Joshua, hallelujah, be of good courage. You know why? Because Joshua had the ability to hear from God. Listen, not everybody has the ability to hear from God. 
If you're a child of God, you have the ability to hear from God. Where the other man, the other woman, the other pe- people can't hear. You have that ability to hear from God tonight. And courage says that. Boost your courage by taking notes of all the times you took courage when life dealt you a challenge and you overcame. Hallelujah. You need to boost your courage. You need to talk to your courage tonight and say, look, look, courage. I, I can tell you every area of my life uh, that, uh, that every time that life uh, dealt me a hard blow that I was courageous. And I overcame. It's a good way to boost your courage. Look back on your past victories and your courage and ask God to increase your courage tonight. Strengthen your courage by naming your victories. Name them victories and it'll boost your courage tonight. You know, we're so used to living defeat. All we can talk about is all the defeats in our lives. When I fail... All the mistakes I make, all the shortcomings I have, what I don't have, how am I going to get there? It's too big. It's too far. It's too much. But you see, God is telling us the opposite tonight. He's telling us to boost our courage. We need to name our victories. Come on, church. As you go back in the book of Joshua, God began to rehearse. To Joshua, all the victories he took them through. You go back and you look. I took, I took notion, brother Ben, in the Old Testament. How many times, even in the New Testament, God kept rehearsing, kept on rehearsing the wilderness journey to the Israelites. And how he brought them out with a mighty hand. And when they were at the Red Sea... And how he crossed them over. How he rained manna down from heaven to them. There are countless places. You keep reading it over and over and over. God keeps rehearsing these victories to increase the courage of his people. Actually, I was reading it so many times. I was like, you know. Why is it I just keep reading the account of this, uh, this, uh, this exodus from Egypt so there's no other event or episode that's ever taken place in the Bible as, as, um, as severe as when God brought the Israelites out of Egypt. And you will not find another event that God rehearsed so frequently as that event. Why? Because God wanted the Israelites to be remembering the victory that he wrought in their lives. God wants you to be reminding your courage that you have victory. Strengthen your courage by naming your victories. Have you read it? I'm sure you have. You're going through Exodus, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and you keep just seeing the same thing popping up. I'm God reminding the Israelites, and I brought you out with a mighty hand, and I brought you over the Red Sea, and I took care of you, and I sent the east wind, and, and this thing just keeps showing up. There's something behind it that God wants us to rehearse our victories. You see, mistakes are are no notion to be discouraged tonight. Allow your mistakes to build 
up resilience in your lives. Mistakes give you a second chance to make things better than they were. If you make a mistake, God is just simply saying to you that you're going to come out better than when you started. Because your mistakes brings you to perfection. Hello, church. Hallelujah. Praise God. When God allows you to make a mistake, it's because God is just getting ready to perfect you. You realize that? Because the man that makes no mistake does not know anything about perfection. Because perfection is filled with the flaws of all of our mistakes. Listen, I'm talking to somebody. Amen. Mistakes are filled with all the flaws of our imperfections. But it brings us to that place of perfection. You believe it? I believe God is talking to somebody here tonight. God gives us that second chance. Let me say this. If you're here today and you're living and you think that you're living a mistake, let me tell you, you're only a good candidate for perfection. Because God that we serve is a God of the second chance. You believe that? Only a heart that is encouraged is conditioned to hear positive things. Only a heart. Try to, try to preach. Try to preach positive things to discourage people. It's just going to go over like a hot balloon. That's right. You, you'll, you'll get nowhere with people who's got a heart that's full of, of discouragement. But a heart, a heart that is encouraged is conditioned to hear positive things. I want you to look at Exodus chapter 6 and verses 9 with me. We see the situation of the children of Israel in Egypt again. And God had already raised a deliverer for them. But what happened when the deliverer came? And Moses spake unto the children of Israel, but they had hearkened not unto Moses because of anguish of spirit for cruel bondage. You see, they could not accept their day of deliverance because their spirits were down. Their spirits were down. And you cannot accept what God has in store for you when you're discouraged. So only a heart that is encouraged is conditioned to hear positive things from God. So God says now, and Moses spake unto the children of Israel, but they hearken not unto Moses for anguish of spirit and for cruel bondage. You see, they made a choice. They made a choice to stay in their, in, their, in their condition of dismay and despondency. They had a choice to listen to Moses and to go on into what God has promised them. But they did not hearken to Moses because their spirits were downcast. And God was saying to them, uh, the promise is here, but you're living in a downcast condition. Hallelujah. Courage is so important. 
How many times is God coming to us with words of affirmation and words of prophecies that we have already set our hearts and we cannot hearken because of the anguish of spirit and for the cruel bondage we allow it to put us in a state of despondency. God is telling us today we can break out of that. You see, they cannot accept it there. They have deliverance because of their spirits. Your spirit have a lot to do with how God speaks to you. And what you receive from God has a lot to do with the condition of your spirits. If the condition of your spirits is fueled by discouragement, you will never hear from God. Oh, but if God has given you the virtue of courage, you will hear what God is saying. You believe it? Listen, some of you here, God is delivering from freedom, from bondage. The past brought you into a new season of life, but you allow Satan to rob you of your courage. You allow Satan to steal that courage from your life. It's already done. Before you started, it's already done. Before God gave the Israelites the land inheritance, it was already done. God said to, to, to Joshua, be not dismayed, be not discouraged, for I've already given you the land. From the land, to the, from the Hivites to the Canaanites, to the great river Euphrates. Every demon, 200,000, thousand demons that are in Euphrates, God is saying to you tonight, all you need to, to have in your life to defeat these devils is courage. Courage. Courage tonight. First Samuel, let me turn your attention there now. When David encouraged himself in the Lord, he prayed with confidence And the revelation promise came from the Lord. In verse 8, you shall surely pursue and overtake by all means, recover all. Listen, this happened in one of the most discouraging phase of David's journey. One of the most saddest moments of his life. Because the Bible would tell us that David loved Abigail. It was a love of his life. It was one of the most devastating, crucial points of his life. But yet in the midst of it, I want you to understand, uh, through courage, he was able to take back everything that he had lost. And I want to say to you today, in the midst of every trials and tribulations and every dilemma that you're facing, you're getting ready to face one of the greatest victories of your life. Hallelujah. God said you shall recover all things. You see, David could not have heard anything if he had chosen to remain discouraged. When God was saying this to David, if David had chosen to remain uh, controlled by the circumstance, he would have missed his purpose in life. He would have missed what God had for him. But he heard God said, you shall surely pursue, overtake, and by all means recover all. 
That's all you need to hear in your greatest trial is God's words of promise. You don't need to know how it's going to work out, what all the details are, the logistics are. God knows all of that. All God wants you to do is have courage tonight. You believe it? Yes, to have courage. Courage is a personal choice. Yes, to have courage is a personal choice. The mountains that you're facing get weaker when you face them with courage. So it is dangerous to get discouraged. Even because it can be when you're just about to have your breakthrough. Hallelujah. Get rich of this melancholy spirit. And said, by courage, I shall overcome. You believe it? You know, notice throughout the Bible, uh, Brother Ben, that God, when God was using uh, men mildly, he was handpicking men in the Old Testament. You notice the kind of men that God was going after. Hallelujah. Men who was courageous. Men that did not have much, but they were courageous. Amen. Praise God, man, that uh, there was just a small amount of, uh, of scripture written of them, but they were courageous. You believe it? Like Shamgar, even a small man with a great courage. Like David, a small man with a great courage. Praise God. Amen. You look at it that even through that lineage that God chose David lineage for the seed of Jesus Christ to be uh, birthed through tonight. We need to get to the place where we get rid of the spirits. Amen. That we are not able to. We need to get rid of that. We need to get rid of that spirit that says uh, you're not able to. You know that, that spirit, many people who come by the church need deliverance from the grasshopper spirits. Amen. It's the grasshopper spirits that says, oh, we look like grasshoppers beside these giants. I don't care how many giants you're standing against. If you have courage, they're coming down in Jesus' name. You believe it? That grasshopper spirit is was the spirit that afflicted Israel when God told them to go and take possession of the promised land. Amen. What did the spirit do? He said, oh, we're, we're just grasshoppers. Amen. Beside those giants. But praise God, there was a Joshua. Amen. There was a Caleb and said, we are more than able. Praise God. Amen. The spirit of discouragement says, you can't. But the spirit of encouragement says, we can take the land. You believe it? They said, no, we are not able. We are like grasshopper. You need also to stand against the spirit of evil expectations, friends. They were going into, in the book of Numbers, they actually was going when Joshua was bringing these people in. Amen. In the book of Joshua, rather, they went into the promised land with the expectancy to see giants. And guess what? They got what they expected. They had already started off in their purpose being dismay and despondence. And their despondency matched their expectations. Are you with me now? Their discouragement matched their expectations. 
They walked in with the saying, well, we, we, we know we're not. They already started by telling them that we're not able. We're not able to do this. We're not able. Read the scripture. We're not able to do this. And Joshua, Amen. Caleb gets up there and encourages the people and said, look, we're more than able to go into and to take the land. But the people that already made up their mind, they're the one that came back with an evil report. What did they say? Oh, we were like grasshopper. Amen. They had this, this uh, spirit that afflicted Israel that made them defeated before they even got started. You have a choice. You have a choice. Whatever you do, you're going to go into it defeated. Don't get started. Amen. Until you pray through and have the victory, don't get started. Before you do anything, if there's a question, don't do it. Come on, church. If there's a question, don't do it. Brother Branham said, if you're going to do anything and there's a question, don't do anything. You have a question over tonight. Am I speaking to you tonight? So you also need to stand against the spirit of evil expectations. This is when you find yourself in the midst of crisis, speaking defeats. And when it manifests, you reap evil expectations. This is what they already went in saying that we, 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 there's no way we can take this land. They started out, but look at Joshua and Caleb and the others that went in. They went in and victorious, and they came out victorious. Those that went in dismay came back dismay. Those, those that went in discouraged came back discouraged. You would have think, man, praise God, they didn't see the grapes. They didn't see the land. They didn't see the springtime. They didn't see the cattle and the sheep and the, and the time of production. They didn't see the spring of life. All they saw was giants. And when you're walking into your promise, you've got to see the springtime of it. Otherwise, you'll come back with evil expectations. Are you following me tonight? Oh, may God help us is my prayer. Amen. Courage is something that you have to put to work. Amen. You've got to put it to work. Keep trying. Courage at work also requires perseverance. You don't just say, oh, I, I want to have courage without being perseverance. Because to have courage, you've got to put it to work. He said, Lord, I'm going to put this work. I'm going to persevere. Courage looks for the heroes of faith and seek to imitate them. Find somebody with unflinching faith and build your courage from your hero. Are you with me now? Hallelujah. You know, somebody's got a heroic faith and say, you know what? I'm going to make that person my hero. Amen. Find somebody with unflinching faith and build your courage from your hero. If they're able to do it, I can do it. I'm telling you how to encourage, how to increase your courage. Find your hero, friends, and look at their lives and build your life from your hero. And even more so, you can heal your courage by placing your situation into the hands of the Lord. As the songwriter said, Take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. And the Bible would tell us, Peter would tell us in 1 Peter 5 and 7, casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. 
You see, it does not say cast some, but all of your cares upon him, for he cares for you. You see, Jesus wants us to live by the word, because when the word is expressed, it is a lived word tonight. And this is what we're preaching about. If you do not stand over, if you do not rather hand over your cares over to him, then don't blame him if he does not work on your problems. Come on, church. Some people expect God. You just say, well, he knows all about my problem. You see, God cannot work out your problem unless you hand your problems over to him. You believe it? Build your courage by previewing the impossible being made possible tonight. You have to see it before it becomes possible. You can't just say, you know what, I, I'm going to have this. Before you can have anything, you've got to have a revelation that you already have it. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. The way the world teaches is you've got to see it to believe it. The way God teaches, you don't have to see it. Because you already have it. Are you following me now? You don't have to see it because you already have it. Praise God. That's when you're trusting in Almighty God. So build your courage by previewing the impossible be made possible. See the blessing you need happening before it happens. Imagine your promise and see it before it happens. This is what Joshua, amen, God was telling Joshua, you already have the land. And giving you the preview of the impossible before you already see it. You believe that, friends? Preview it before it even manifests. Speak it and watch it manifest. Watch it materialize before you that by stripes I'm healed. By His grace I'll have a greater purpose. By His grace my life is going to be in line with God's word. By faith, I'm going to live a victorious life. Young people, by faith, I'm going to be with the right kind of people, the right kind of atmosphere, the right kind of influence, the right company. By faith, I surround myself with heroes. Listen, if you want to be successful, surround yourself with people who are successful. If you want to have faith, surround yourself with people that have faith. If you want to have courage, be around courageous people. If you want to live in defeat, then you set yourself up with people who are defeated. What think ye of Christ? In Chicago, Brother Bram said, and if the right mental attitude, you take the right mental attitude towards any divine promise, watch it materialize. See, no matter how it looks, if it looks impossible, if God said so, he makes it possible. You believe it? You must see the very problem as an end. Listen, you must see the problem as an end. And that the end of the trial will come. Begin to see that God can do something in your life. And the pain, fear, and financial problems can come to an end when you see it. You believe it? You have to see it. You can't walk through just aimlessly. God, I have faith. I have faith. What do you have faith for? I don't know, Lord. You have to have something. You have to see that to have faith to it. You see it? You have to see it to have faith to it. You don't see it. If you don't see it, you don't have faith. But spiritually, you have to see it before you can have faith. 
You can't have faith for something you don't see. You have to see it in your spirit. Lord, I see an end to my problem. I see an end to my marital problem. I see an end to my torments. I see an end to my temptation. I see an end to my addictions. I see an end to my frustration. I see an end to my temptation. And you see it by faith and walk in courage. Are you with me? And I got a word for you young people tonight. Let me tell you something. You're not alone. Daniel walked through one of the most, uh, one of the most sensual, uh, raging uh, season that there ever was in his time. And it was a time in Babylon when women and beauty and sexuality was on the increase. But yet Daniel stood alone. And he lived a life that was worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He didn't have a church. He didn't have fellowship. He didn't have youth meetings. He didn't have camp meetings. He didn't have youth banquets. Amen. But he had Jesus Christ. And friends, when you have courage, you can walk through any problems with Jesus Christ. Are you listening to me? Young people, you can walk through life. You don't constantly need to have a crutch to walk through life on. You, gotta, you don't have to have uh, uh, some kind of rally every weekend uh, to make you live a Christian life. And them things are good. And I'm 100% in agreement with that. But I'll tell you, where Daniel was, he stood alone. It was not an easy time. You go back and you study the Babylonian history in that time. It was a very great strain, constrained sexually in that age. But the Bible said Daniel made up his mind. He will not defile himself with the king's meats. He will not bend or bow because he had courage in his heart. And when they say that you can't pray, he prayed three times a day. You believe it? The world is telling you young men and young ladies that you can't make it. And that you're not able to uh, meet uh, the the match and meet up to the expectation uh, of this world. Let me tell you, the world's criteria for beauty is perverted. You know what the world's criteria for beauty is? A sex appeal. And dear sisters, you do not want to be a sex appeal in this life. The world's appeal for young man is to be some macho guy that, you know, that has got a lot of ego and arrogance. You don't need that. What you need is humility and almighty God. And say, what I am, Lord, I am by the grace of God. Is that right? Don't match your expectations with the expectations of the world. It's perverted. Everything they're doing out there is perverted. Everything they don't want you, amen. They just want to cripple your life and take you to a premature grave. But I believe that God has got a promise for you tonight. You believe it? You've got to see it come to an end tonight. Begin to see that possibility that things would begin to happen when you see that possibility. Uh, things begin to come into preview. Things will happen. Begin to see that possibility. Amen, Lord, my temptation can come to an end and my trials can come to an end and my addiction can come to an end and whatever it is, young people, you're struggling with tonight, it can come to an end, but you've got to see it by courage. Lord is finished. 
I will not be addicted to this habit no longer because I see myself victorious. I will not be bound down any longer by what the world dictates, but by what Jesus has called me to uh, live by. You believe it? In the Bible, those who steadily claimed their blessings did so because they saw it was possible. I want you to look at the woman with the issue of blood before she left her home. She had settled it. I know that all I need to do is to touch the hem of his garment and I shall be made whole. I don't even have to know the man. I don't even have to have the man to pray for me. It is not necessary. She had already seen the possibility before she arrived. And friends, you're going to have what you desire from God. You have to see the possibility before it even happened. Before she left her house, she said, when I touch his garment, I shall be made old. You believe that? And I'll tell you tonight, it doesn't matter what the doctor has said about your problem. And neither the doctor nor the devil has the last word about anybody's life. God has the last say. And the woman saw the possibility, and that was it. That was it. I'm made old. I'm going home. Hallelujah. I'm going home. I'm just touching, and I'm gone. Hallelujah. Until Jesus said, who touched me? And she turned around. Hallelujah. Friends, I tell you, when God's got something for you, amen, nothing can stop what God has in your life. I'm going to come to a close, but Jacob, Jacob too saw the possibility that stood and stood there until he got it. Amen. He said, I'm not turning you loose until you touch me and you bless me. Amen. He saw the possibility, uh, and he said, I'm not, I'm not going to let this end until I get my possibility. Jacob saw the possibility, and he stood until he got it. Blind Bartimaeus saw the possibility. The Syrophoenician woman asked Jesus to heal her daughter, and Jesus said, No, I cannot take the food of the children and to give it to dogs. And the woman was so discouraged, was not discouraged, rather, she was not upset. She stayed there until the Savior had to answer, answer our prayer. Hallelujah. He said, Lord, well, even the dogs eat, eat the crumbs that fall from the children's table. When you have courage, even Jesus can't turn you away. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something, friends. When you have courage, even Jesus can't turn you away. And maybe somebody has disappointed you. Maybe you are frustrated and bitter. One great problem God has with us is that we hold on to our problems and, and are experts at solving them. And at times when we have messed everything up, we carry the leftover to God. And said, Lord, now maybe you can help fix this part because we, we already done a wonderful job at fixing the problems. Come on, church. God wants you to give the problem to him. He wants you to give him the mess up. God sees and knows everything about it. And all you have to do is see him in the midst of all of it. And say, Lord, I'm seeing you in the midst of all of this. All I got to do is see you in the midst of all of this. Build your courage by believing that all things are possible. And Jesus said that all things are possible to him that believe. You believe tonight. 
Maybe perhaps you have a problem that seems to uh, defy solutions. And you've come to your wit's ends. But the Bible will tell us uh, to, uh, to, to stay uh, on what God has promised us. Because he said all things are possible. The Bible does not say that all things are possible to him that worries. He said all things are possible to them that believe. You believe that? And when we say things are impossible, it means that we have arrived at self-defeat in our lives. When we say this is impossible, we are just admitting to self-defeat. But God does not grab the problem out of your hands if you do not hand it to Him and say, God, this problem is too big for me. But with courage, I'm taking it to God tonight. Are you willing to do that tonight? How many of you like to have courage tonight? So you see the possibility and you will see what the Lord will do. You see the possibilities and you will see what the Lord will do. Are you with me now? Can you see the possibilities? When you see the possibilities, then you will see what God can do. Build your courage and do not give up. And when life is becoming disjointed and disorganized, don't give up. When you feel you cannot take another step ahead, don't give up. When you think all is lost, don't give up. Many strugglers have given up at the edge of their success. But God is saying this is the time that you need courage. Hallelujah. This is the time. We are down to the end time, friends. We're to the final laps of the journey. We are the end of all things. Uh, We're seeing the fulfillment of modern events made clear by prophecies. There's more events transpiring that you're taking notes of. Are you spiritually minded? And the last final thing is God will rapture the church. You have courage. To be in that rapture. I'm going to close by saying. The Bible said that David encouraged himself in the Lord. And his spirit became calm. And the voice of God came to him saying. Surely you shall pursue, overtake. And by all means recover all. Is that what the spirit is saying to you tonight? You shall surely recover all. Pursue and recover all. Listen. I refuse let one day go by my life and living a life of despondency and a purposeless life, purposeless life. I want to see my life as a life full of purpose every day. When I live, I'm living by purpose. I'm living by a dream. Maybe you don't have a dream, you need a dream. Maybe you don't have a vision, you need a vision. Maybe you don't have a purpose, find a purpose. Amen. Find that purpose and act in courage towards uh, that, that purpose. I close by saying this as our musicians please come. Listen, 1957, Harry Hill. Brett Ram said, I need a fulfillment, fullness of God's promised spirit in my life to give me courage to stand in those hours of trial. Do you need that, friends? I've tried, but i failed. I want God to fill me with the Holy Spirit and adopt me into his family so I can be a real courageous soldier. I need the fullness of God's Spirit in my life to give me courage to stand in those hours of trial. Do you feel that way tonight? Let's all stand. Do you feel that way? Young people, you need courage. 
You don't need to be discouraged. You don't need to be uh, dismayed. You don't need to let others that are discouraged pull you down. You need to lift up your eyes, Brother Joel, unto the hills from whence cometh your help. Because your help comes from the Lord. Young people tonight, let me tell you, God is calling a group of people in this age that will have courage. Tell me how many times have you heard courage preached on? Very small percentage of courage preached in churches. Yet it is one of the virtues that God will seal the church and take her into the rapture over you realize the capstone cannot come down upon the church unless all seven virtues are in its place. And virtue is courage. Amen. You need courage to be sealed by God. God loves courageous people. He loves courageous people. Praise God. I pray tonight that you're willing to say, God, I want to live in courage. I want to live in courage. I want to live courageous. I want to live a life full of courage in my life. And through courage, I can do all things through Christ tonight. You believe that? Oh, may God help us is my prayer. God, fill me with courage tonight. Everything, you look around, you look at the world, you look at the message, you look at people, and oh my, and it's all just filled of despondency and chaos and all the bad thing. And this happened to me and that happened to me and... All these things we testify of. But God dropped the message in the middle of all of it and says courage. Hallelujah. What you need is courage. What you need is courage. I don't care what you're going through. Amen. What's happening in your life? You need courage. Young people, you need courage. You need courage to end conflict. You need courage, amen, to, to, to be something in life. You need courage to do anything, to finish your school, to pursue your dreams, to pursue your vision, to live a life worthy of the gospel. You need courage in your life. Say, Lord, I want courage, Father. Take away doubt and give me courage tonight. Let's sing a song to the Lord tonight. You appreciate it. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm determined. I've got a made up mind. Oh, I can't stand around wasting my time. Oh, I'm going to keep on working for Jesus every day. facing not just one giant but three giants what you need is courage some of you are at a crossroad what you need is courage 
You're at a junction. You're in a junction of time. You need courage. You're young people. You're at that crossroad in life. You need courage. Amen. Who are you going to marry? Who are you going to spend eternity with? Amen. You are at that crossroad. You need courage. Without courage, you're going to mess up and mess up real bad. You need courage. Moms and dads, you need courage. Courage to ask forgiveness. Courage to make things right. Courage to pursue your family. Courage to stand on the word of God. You need courage, church. Don't take this message lightly. Amen. God woke me up this morning and told me that courage was virtue. And the church can't go in the rapture without courage. Because if you look up that word courage, it means a virtue. And if you look up that word virtue, it means courage. And add to your faith courage. Hallelujah. You can't even have faith unless you have courage. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Oh, I got faith. I got faith. You can't have faith unless you have courage. May God give us all courage tonight. It's my prayer. You are. I know. I can tell. There's a change in the season for some of you. You're going through a change in season. Things are happening. You're at that junction there. And God is saying to you, you need courage. Courage to do the right things. To make the right decisions. To stand on my promise. To stay with my word. To stay with the unfailing word of promise. You need courage. Listen, young people. You need courage. You believe it? When everybody else is taking a social drink, you need courage to say, I'm not doing that. When all the other guys are saying, you know what, I'm going to have a beer, you need courage to say, I'm not doing that. Amen. When everybody else is going to a party, amen, you're going to say, no, I'm not going there. You going to be tempted? Don't tell me I know. You going to be tempted? When the other boy says, it's all right. Amen, we can do this. Nobody know about it. You need a courage to stand up and say, No, on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other grounds are sinking sand. Young ladies, you're going to be tempted. Young men, you're going to be tempted. Who knows, you might be tempted by associations, by affiliations, by people that you know, that by people you never thought are going to go down certain roads. You're going to be tempted. And God came with this message to tell you to take courage tonight. And draw the separating line in the sand and say, no, I take the way where the Lord despised you. I started out with Jesus and I'm going through. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Young men, young women, God told me to tell you, don't let the devil lie to you. I didn't mean to do this. I didn't intend to do this. I started out and I didn't mean to. Don't know. Don't take a chance. Don't take a chance down those roads. You get around people who smoke, you're going to smoke. You get around people who do drugs, you're going to drug. You get around people who drink, you're going to drink. You get around people who cuss, you're going to cuss. You get around whoremongers, you're going to be a whoremonger. You get around adulterers, you're going to be an adulterer. Hello, church. You need courage to walk away from it all. Hallelujah. Lord, I choose Jesus. It doesn't matter. I choose Jesus. I'm going to choose Jesus tonight. I choose Jesus. 
And when you choose Jesus, all your friends are going to walk away. And praise God, you've got a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. Make your choice tonight. Make your choice tonight. Say, Lord, I, I have courage, Lord. I have courage. I'm going to have to stand up and say it. It doesn't matter how hard it is, but I'm going to make that choice. And say, Lord, I have courage. With courage, Pastor preach that by courage, I'm going to come to my purpose. I'm trying to save some of you from a hard life. I'm preaching to you hard to tell you I'm trying to save you, amen, from a hard life, from a life of scar, from a life of bondage, from a life of condemnation, from a life of baggages. I'm trying to save you tonight by telling take courage and stand for Jesus Christ. You believe it tonight. God bless you. I love you, friends. Love you with the love of the Lord. Appreciate you with all my heart. I know God is in this church, don't you? Amen. Aren't you glad for courage? How many wants courage? Courage, Lord. Courage. Courage brings me to possibilities. And possibilities are limitless. I can do it. Hallelujah. Sisters, when the other girls are cutting their hair to look pretty, you don't have to. Hallelujah. Young men, when the other guys are, are messing around and, and carrying on and and wearing their baggy pants and their skin-tight jeans. Amen. You just be what God called you to be. Hallelujah. Amen. When they're putting on their earrings and everything else, you say, no, God was made in the image of God. I'm not going back to slavery. Earring means I pierce my ears to Satan. I'm going to be a son of God. You believe it? Come on, people. We're going to make it in the age Because we have courage. Believe it. Hallelujah. God bless you. We appreciate you tonight. Let's be in prayer for the oncoming service here. The Lord willing, Sunday morning will be Sunday school. Uh, Children's Church, 945. Sunday school will be at 10. We'll play a tape here at 1030, and I'll be preaching here. Amen. Shortly after, worship and singing in this church. Just find a song to sing. Leave this place singing a song. Amen. Act the happy. Be happy. Amen. The songs, the world is singing a song about happy. Everybody's happy. Amen. And the old time, they're scared of death. Isn't that right? I heard playing through the Walmart the other happy, 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 happy. Everybody's happy. What's that? Don't worry, be happy. Happy, happy, happy. Don't worry, be happy. The old time, they're shaking in their boot. There's a handwriting on the wall. The only happy people there is is God's people. You know why we're happy? Because we got a land that we're going to. Free from sin and shame and distress and worry and frustration. Amen. A land free. A restore. A restored Eden by God's grace. A restored creation by the grace of God. My, my, my. We love you. Let's bow our heads. Father, we love you. We thank you for your amazing grace. Lord, I preach a little while tonight. I can feel it, but I love you, Lord. I pray that people take courage as we press on in Jesus' name. Go with your people. Bring us back the appointed time in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the church says, amen and amen. Shalom to you until we meet again. May the Holy Spirit bless you and endow you with, with so much courage that you're willing to just face that problem and face that giant again. Hallelujah.
them four kings neck and say, you know what, today you're